everyone, welcome to another episode of Malaya Runs. My name is Jabin. And this is Esther. And Esther, what is the topic today? Today we are going to talk about the raving tweet um, about Bodonian girls' experiences and a couple of underlying issues. We're going to unpack that or I'm going to be unpacking it based on my experience as a Bodonian girl for four years. Hmm, that's quite interesting. So the the tweet has been going around. Um, I don't remember the, the particulars of the person who first brought it up, but there was like a thread of how uh, Bodonian girls experienced all this, uh, all this, I don't know if we should call it, I don't know the name to put on it, uh, but <laughs> difficulty at school. Yeah, yeah. But even for, for those who are listening in, of course, Budo is our... It's a high school, right? It's yes. a secondary school. Yeah. And it's uh, its background, I think, it was mainly, from what I know, it was mainly built for the royal family. I think for one of the ro- What is the story, first of all? I think maybe you may be well, more well-versed. <laughs> I hope I still remember my Buddha 101. And just a disclaimer to like our listeners, this was not like initially planned. But as a Budonian girl and with everything going on, I had to say something. I was not going to keep quiet because I lived through it. And I mean, different people will have different uh, opinions regarding it. But what I'm going to say here is purely my opinion. And, you know, people are welcome to agree or disagree with it or, you know, have uh, different opinions aside from it. So Budo was or is one of the mini schools that was uh, construct or built, I was about to say constructed, built mm-hmm. by um, <laughs> Christian missionaries. And it mm-hmm. was uh, specifically for first um, royal boys or young men, royal young men, but later opened the scope to um, train young leaders in the Anglican way of life. And not necessarily like a... Um, I don't know what's this place where they take, uh, where they separate people. Not like that, but um, they were supposed to tr- be trained in Anglican ways, but also young leaders um, mm-hmm. spanning from the royal family onwards. Um, so uh, the culture is therefore ingrained in one that is meant to train uh, smart, brilliant young men uh, forward. But later on, I believe. Please no one quote me on this. It should be the 40s or the 50s or the 60s. Um, the school mm-hmm. opened up to girls, right? It it opened its scope furthermore to um young women to um to also build and train female leaders and all of that. But right from the get-go, women were always less. Um, for example, there are only two houses for uh, women by houses I mean dormitories but also like community camaraderie I think only like Ugandan people get the house um yeah. thing but yeah there are only two houses for women but they're about eight for oh, the boys my. yes so right from so the that's get-go, one to four yeah yeah right from the get-go the ratio was already in balance which is fine because the school was initially built for boys but the mere fact that they decided to open their doors to girls um, created um, many circumstances, some of which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. So when when were you there? Did you join like for your senior one? I know people who are listening who are not from the Ugandan uh, will try as much as possible to try to explain. Yeah. But yeah, when when did you join? Like what years were you there? 
So I was there from 2006 to 2009, which is mm-hmm. O-level for Ugandans who get it. But also it's the first part of high school, just to make it uh, relatable to the other people. It's from when you're about 12 years, maybe 11, 12 to about mm-hmm. uh, 16, 16, 17. Yeah, depending on how you, yeah. So O-level, yeah. Yeah. And so I read the tweet. Um, there was like a thread going on with all these screenshots of conversations people were having. I think it was in a WhatsApp group or something of people t- talking about their experiences being at the school. Yeah. Was it that bad? Of course. Okay. Let's try to, um, to, how would we categorize this? Would you say, because very, very many of the things were just about like, making fun of people and uh would you say it's harassment would you say it's bullying i would call it what do you think it i would call it bullying i would call it and do you think gender had a lot to play with the dynamics of the bullying going on yes i mean i don't want to sit here and say that the boys didn't get bullied as well we also Mm -hmm. had like very terrible stories from the boys about you know being bullied and all of that but the girl bullying by the boys is, I think, one that's very unique to Budo. And this is not to say that girls from other schools, you know, mixed schools, maybe don't get bullied. I don't know. But there's there's a reason why the Budonian experience for girls in O-Level stands out. And specifically to O-Level, you will notice like most of the people were saying, yeah, the first years were one of the terrible. And then later on, for example, if you uh, analyze that tweet properly, it was mostly Mm -hmm. O-Level stories. The A-Level stories are there, but there's not, I don't know if it's because of the effect, but we'll unpack Mm -hmm. that as we go. But the gender bullying in us, in that school, um, was different compared to the gender bullying that maybe you would find in other schools and i'm going to unpack that as well okay let's let's talk about this gender uh bullying yeah so what do you think first of all what do you think was the cause and also what are some examples because some of the people may not know that where the tweet is but what are some of the examples of of the bullying that you may be so or heard of or yeah. like a privy to like information. Yeah. I mean, people are saying it's the patriarchy. That's how it has mm-hmm. always been. Men are empowered. Um, women are not true. People are also saying that it's a school administration and there are instances of teachers who, you know, were harder on the girls than they were on the boys based mm-hmm. on like what the girls had to go through and what the boys had to go through. For example, to give you some context, the girls' end or like the girls' dormitory. Yes. The girls' end slash the girls' dormitory was quite a couple of minutes walk from the boys' end. Now, again, to bring you back, the girls' dormitories were constructed couple much uh, a few decades after the boys dormitories so the boys dormitories are patched in one location and the girls dormitories are a little further out however mm-hmm. the girls were also expected to leave their dormitories by 6 six thirty, seven, to go to the boys end for meals to have meals with boys who lived two minutes away from the mess hall the mess hall is the dining hall the you know the dh you know where we had our mm-hmm. meals right You'd have to wake up one hour earlier to get ready 
to meet this time, you know, deadline, you know, mm-hmm. not to be late compared to a boy who lived one minute or two away from the dormitory, right? The mm-hmm. same standards. And I know people are like, um, so there, there were all those things, you know, school administration, teachers would make massive comments. There's, you know, people talking about teachers saying, oh, you women are too empowered and all those things. Those I did not personally like experience, but there have been tweets about it. Now, my own experience, right, was mm-hmm. in S1, um, there was um, a dormitory that all girls had to pass while walking up and down to go to the boys' end to access, you know, classes were boys' end. The mess hall was boys' end. All of these things, they were all on the upper side of school. So we had to pass this particular pathway where you couldn't see the boys in their common room, but they could see you. And what I mm-hmm. experienced was one by one, every day of my life, in S1 especially, being called mm-hmm. out and called names, being called goats and donkeys, men in oh, skirts. Cool. You're ugly, what? you're fake, you're men in skirts. That's why we prefer guys and girls to you. No one will ever like you. And I mean, now it's hilarious. But when you're 11 years old or 12. Yeah, that's traumatizing. It's traumatizing. And it's not something that you want to hear. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're when you're that age, 12, 13, 14, you haven't really figured out your identity. Anyone can tell you anything and you'd believe it. If they tell you you're the prettiest girl at 12 or 13, that's what you'll go yeah, with. You'll go with it. You yeah. will go with it. If someone tells you you're a donkey and a goat at 13, that's what you will go with. And I'm not lying. We were called goats. Things were written about us in boys' bathrooms. Because some boy would come and tell you. It's like, oh, you know, they wrote this about you. Or they, they wrote this about you. And all of that stuff. S1 was the harshest, right? And I say the harshest because mm-hmm. you come from, you know, primary... You are the highest in the highest class. You know, you kind of had gone through the primary school system. You were the big ones there. And, you know, you come into S1 and all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the food chain. And mm-hmm. you have S6s calling you names, S5s calling you names. Oh, so these were not classmates no, that no, were no. hurling these things? No, because in S1, I remember correctly, our classmates were also going through a ton of stuff. They were also being mm-hmm. bullied, right? The S1 boys were also being bullied in S1. Yeah, right? I had someone was meant to pick like, I even don't know if I should say it, but someone was meant to pick like a West with his hands from the I toilet. Mean, I mean, I I don't even know. Yo. So the S1s were also the S1 boys, our classmates were also being bullied. So at this point, mm-hmm. it wasn't them, or at least from my experience. I'm speaking from my experience. So it wasn't them. So it was the S6, the S5, the S4s, the S3s, and the S2s in my S1, right? Mm-hmm. And when you hear, I think for me, that messed me up the most. Because when you hear different versions of the same thing, you're mm-hmm. not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not mm-hmm. um, You're not pretty. You're a man in a skirt. You're all these things, you, you know, over and mm-hmm. over again from these, well, what, what looked at men at the time. You know, mm-hmm. there, were, there were young kids then, but what looked at men at the time. So it was, it must have messed up my relationship with how I view guys, but I didn't know mm-hmm. it then, right? And I'm going to talk about that. So yeah, we, you know, went through S1, it was harsh. 
S2, you're not quite um, thick yet, right? But then by mm-hmm. S2, it's now your fellow classmates have seen how the older men treat the girls, right? So now, so exactly. So in S2 and S3, you have your own classmates saying nasty things to you as well. Because when they mm-hmm. came in, in S1, what they saw is what they're emulating now. So S2, S3, S4, you no longer have the problem of the older boys insulting you. Your own classmates will do it for them, right? And they will insult mm-hmm. you, right? And by S4, you know, you're over it. You're like, I need to pass. I need to excel, either leave or come back. In my instance, I left the school um, for many reasons, uh, but I ended up joining another school, which was more gender balanced. And this is this is not what I saw. This is not how we treated the younger ones in that school that I moved to, which is why it, this, which is why I say that the gender bullying in Budo was unique. Because the school that I moved to did not have this. Was there bullying? Yes. But it did not have it. At least not to the level that I experienced in Budo. Yeah. So so, so in all of this, where is like the administration or like the, the authorities? Are they paying attention to these things? Or are they also part of the problem? I think they're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I think there were subtle instances that happened that was seen and nothing was done or was seen and were brushed off, you know? Mm-hmm. There was a story, or in part of that tweet thread, a girl raised her hand to speak, and a boy shouted, put your hand down, and the teacher who was in the class said nothing, you know? Shut down mm-hmm. her confidence right there, and the teacher said nothing. Has it ever been to the ad- reported to the administration? I don't know. I won't stand here and say that it was or it wasn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But... um. That's why people say, you know, the administration was an enabler because they stood by and did nothing, you know. And I don't know if it was ever reported. I don't know even us as the women. I don't know if if it's a thing of trauma where you are so traumatized, you don't even know how to report, especially since it's not only happening to you. I don't know Mm -hmm. if we were all waiting for the next person to say something or we Mm -hmm. all just went on with our lives. You know, this is how the school is you know, become um, as tough as stones, you know, you know, I, mm-hmm. no one ever said anything. We, I even, me, I never said anything, you know, and I left the school and that was that. So now I think the pivotal moment that I want to talk about is when you're 18, 19, mm-hmm. you know, when you're going to the university and you have the opportunity to form an identity for lack of better words, you know? You can be whatever you want at the university. You can grow your hair, you can cut it, you can get tattoos, you can you can dress how you like, you can talk how you like, you can even change your name and no one will ever yeah. know. So you're forming True. an identity. And this is where it starts to come out, the effects of the things that were said when I was 13 and 14 and 15. Because mm-hmm. it comes out, because people would ask me on dates mm-hmm. and in my mind I would think, huh, I'm not that pretty. What? No, 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 no. I'll tell myself, I'm not that pretty. What do you want? Because this is what I'd been told when I was 13. You know, Uh I'd be like, I'm not that pretty. This, he wants something, you know? Um, Or Uh if it wasn't that, it was always, oh, he's doing me a favor to see me because, you know, I'm not that pretty. No. Again, and I'm, I'm serious, you know, 
I'm being like super vulnerable right now and people are going to listen to this. But this was my truth. Like, I would not say these things, of course, to the guy, but this is what I was thinking. That either mm-hmm. he's doing me a favor because I'm not pretty or he wants something because, again, I'm not good enough. I'm not that good enough, right? So these are some of the challenges. It came out. And when you start to address these issues, you start to realize where they are coming from. Because believe it or not, being called ugly or a goat or fake or a man in a skirt for four years every day of your life is not something that just goes away True. all of a sudden, you know, when, you know, you, you, you go through the experience. Another tweet came out and I read it and it took me back, you know, all of a sudden I was 12, 13 again. Mm-hmm. And I was just reminded of how I felt back then. What What was your first uh, reaction when you saw the tweet? Like when you finished reading the thread? It just took me back. It took me back. I think all of a sudden I was this clueless 13-year-old girl who mm-hmm. was being thrown at all types of opinions. And just like my mind, like taking them in, you know? Because mm-hmm. now I can say something, which is why I've been very vocal about this and my friends don't get it my friends are like oh you should get over it um my friends no 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 they shouldn't say that i mean i mean in their defense some of them were talking about this before i decided to go vocal and some were like you know what i went through it and i'm over it and i'm like good for you and some were like you know i went through it and i don't remember it and i'm like okay there are some who are like i went through it and i wouldn't change it and i'm like okay um, and there are some, and I'm like, you know what, you guys are lucky. But for me, I went through it and it messed me up. So I'm going to, I have to say something because in all of True. this. And they can't yeah. brush away your experience just because they will caught over it does not mean they should brush the- your experience or like uh, negate it because yeah. it's real. People go around with that trauma and you're seeing it coming up in different scenarios in your yeah. adult life. Yeah, absolutely. So that makes me really annoyed that people say such throwaway comment, not knowing how, uh, like, how, how anyway, how it feels to the yeah. other party. And I understand. I mean, I think, I think, well, there is also the argument that many Budonian girls have that is, you know, the experience made us stronger and makes us able to survive in this harsh world that is filled with narcissists and sexist people in the workplace and all of that. And I'm like, I agree. But what is the price? You know, not everyone went through Budo, yet there are women who are equally as confident and can compete in the workplace. So then what is the price of coming out as a stronger woman? You know what I'm saying? If like, you're broken inside. Exactly. If you have you have had to deal with certain things. So like, what is the price? You know? So yes, I came out. Those who know me know I'm very um, assertive in the workplace. Um, and I'm vocal about my opinions. That's fine. But if anything, I don't even credit that experience to that. I credit my assertiveness to having learned and being intentional about learning about you know voicing my experiences about being bold you know i don't credit that to being called ugliness one if anything those things tear people down and they grow up um if you don't deal with it 
you grow up even in the workplace thinking that I'm going to yell on the outside, but inside I'm really afraid about, you know, or yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Of your parents, yeah. Yes. And always feeling like someone is going to criticize you, which is how we walked around um, for the first parts of our time there. So, I mean, for me, I've been blessed enough to like deal with some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I've over time like recognize where they've come from and and dealt with them. But that doesn't mean that I don't should have, have an happened. opinion. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it should have happened, but also it doesn't mean that I don't have an opinion regarding like what happened or when someone comes out to talk about it. Because people when when this girl came to talk about it, people are like, Yeah, we went through it, but now we don't want to talk about it. I'm like, no, we must talk about it. Because they, if you don't say something and you don't do something about it, people are Until still going continue. to go through Yes. You know, just because you went through it and survived, how about those going through it now, right? So that's why I'm very vocal about this whole thing. So I'm, I'm interested to find out, like, for example, if you were to meet uh, one of those people, I don't know if you've met some of them that you can recognize. Yeah. Because maybe it's some time back, but what what would you say? Would you have anything to say? I have met some of them and mm-hmm. I don't have rage or bitterness in my heart towards them. Did they acknowledge what they did? Did Was there any conversation surrounding that? Honestly, mostly no. Actually, this tweet mm-hmm. has sparked off like a round of apologies. And actually, if you look at my status on WhatsApp, I was saying, you know, people need to stop apologizing in DMs and be bold about their apologies. But only if you have apologized, even those who, you know, did nothing have apologized and all of that stuff. People don't want to apologize either because they are prideful, but also they say they were young. But my answer to that is we were also young. We were 13-year-old girls who were trying to figure out our identity and you helped us craft one, which we have now had to deal with in our adult life. Take responsibility for the words that you said, even as you were a child, you know? True. Yeah. So people are saying, no, we were, I mean, some people, not all, some of the guys are like, we were young. We didn't know what we're doing. And I'm like, I agree with that. But even Mm -hmm. us, the girls, we were young. We were 13 and 14 and things were said to us. And we have had to deal with those things when we were 20 and 19 and 18. So because now we know better. So even you take responsibility for the things that you said when you were 14 and 15 Now that you're an older man and you know that what you did was wrong. Some people have come out and publicly apologized. Some people have not. I have received general apologies from people who did not say things directly to me, but would come Mm -hmm. out and say, you know, we're sorry as men, as, as, you know, boys of Buddha who did this and this. And, you know, we apologize for that. And I'm like, that's good. You need to make your apologies public. You know, you need to talk about this issue you need to get onto that thread and voice your apologies. I mean, that's what I'm telling people. And beyond apologies, I think we need to actually do something. I'll talk about that a bit later. But yeah, in terms of apologies, some have, most haven't. I guess the excuse is that they were young and, you know, the school administration, everything, all of these other factors enabled it. And I want to say that that's true. It's true like the administration, the culture that was found, you know, you find an Essex who does it, 
all the S5 downwards will do it. And then those ones will train the ones below. And then those ones will train the ones below. That's fine. I understand that. But I think that now that you know better, you need to understand that the things that you said impacted a young child just like yourself. Mm-hmm. And those things have gone on to plant seeds in their mind of doubt and fear and body shame. Like for mm-hmm. I went through like massive body shame issues because of what was said to me as a 13 and 14 year old kid that I've mm-hmm. had to deal with in my 20s. So you get what I'm saying? Like just because you are a kid, you that you get like it doesn't give you a path. Mm-hmm. Like we could also the girls could also be angry and start insulting people, but we have had to deal with those things. So I think the boys also need to clean house on their end. True. Yeah. But even then, if you to examine, why do you think all of this? Like, how was this culture birthed in the first place? I think, I think the culture comes from the fact that the school was initially a boys' school, and is mm-hmm. still referred to as such. It isn't primarily referred to as a mixed school. It's referred to as the king's school, the boys' school, the school, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, if I have to think or I have to assume to, I I have to assume the first, you know, the first women who joined, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe, because most of the the systems are set up to favor the boys, you know, everything was boys and and now, you know, they 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 bringing in girls, you know, the girls live far away. Um, you know, they're not really sure what to do with the girls, how to interact with them, because it was primarily boys. And I want to think that because it was prim- it was previously a boys' school, the boys didn't really know how to interact with, with girls. And because you don't know how to interact with something, you do what you know, you've not been trained on how to interact with girls or how to, you know, talk to girls or how to make them feel welcome in your space. You throw out whatever your mind tells you to throw out. That's what I'm assuming, right? The first boys, you know, have to study with these girls and maybe they would previously wear sandals to class, but now you have to like look good because now these girls, you don't know what to do with these girls. You know, maybe you don't, you like them, they don't like you back, or they like you, you don't like them back. So you're not really sure how to interact with them. So you throw out an insult or a joke because it's funny, you know, and then your friends laugh and you're like, okay, maybe that's how they interact with girls. I mean, I don't know, but that's how I'm thinking. So this culture was bred of, you know, because we don't, under, or maybe these girls are not supposed to be here. Maybe let's, I don't know, maybe they hadn't figure out, they figured out their own identity. So they started throwing mm-hmm. insults at the girls. Maybe they don't know how to interact with the girls. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but the culture was found there and clearly is still there because the girl who wrote that thread is mm-hmm. not one that I directly interfaced with. I was told that she came in the years after me, right? So she was. So it's yeah. still ongoing. Exactly. So, I mean, if an S1 comes in and seeing an S2 interacting with a girl and be like, okay, maybe that's how they do it, you know, and then they'll go on with that. But also the ratio, right? Because it's a ratio of about one to one to five, one to six. I mean, for every, in our class, I remember in our S4 class, we were about 50, but we were about 11 girls and then the rest were boys. So 50, 52, so, but with like 11 girls, 11 to 12 girls. And so because of that, we can't... So it's 39 boys. Yes. And then because of that, we couldn't have social with the boys. Social is social, prom, whatever, all that. 
we couldn't have that um, with the boys. We had to have our own activity, and our own social activity, and the boys would have their own social activity. This is something from way back when, because the ratio has always been imbalanced. So they would have sosh with maybe guys or girls or, you know, girls with hair, girls who are pretty, you know, and were constantly told, you see, that's why we can't have a social event with you guys. You all don't have hair. You all are ugly. So they went and got us girls who are worthy of us. (laughs) So AKA the beautiful guys are girls and y'all just go hang out (laughs) wherever. No one cares. You know, all of this. So, but then that's a, that's a, that's a cultural thing. There's like, there's nothing we can do about the ratio, right? Even though they admit more girls, it's going to take a lot of time to feel, you know, they would need more houses, more dormitories. You get like all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I would say there's many factors, you know, but I think it's mostly uh, the issue of culture. Yes, the administration, yes, the patriarchy, but also the culture that is found. You know, you come in as an S1, what you see is what you embody and what you begin to emulate. So I think the boys are like, okay, maybe this is what it means to be a Bodonian, and this is how we interact with the girls, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Some deep stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I think also in general, I think very many, like the government schools, the big schools, Hmm. I think even schools in general is that the administration or the people at the top are not equipped with this things Mm. they are not equipped with trying um inclusivity trying to uh make sure that all types of students are accommodated um and also make sure that everyone is having a positive experience at the school there are very many horror stories from very many schools Schools, yeah yeah very many and yeah it's it's a sad thing that some of these experiences that we have from our childhood because of our kids still play a role however much people don't want to admit it they, they still do play a, role. play a very big role yeah and for example well, i can yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was going to say that for example like if a boy you know comes into the school in s1 and goes through the system in s6 all the way mm-hmm. up to s6 and you know goes to university without having a mindset change these are the men who are going to cut call girls in class. These are the men who are going to feel comfortable insulting girls. You get what I'm saying? Like he won't have, if he has not had a mindset change, these small habits breed that kind of man that we all don't like. You get like, there's always, you know, that kind of guy insults women loudly, you know, doesn't respect them doesn't want to you know communicate with empowered women is always shooting their opinions down with insults is comfortable insulting their bodies you know that kind of man that i know some of us you know experience in the workplace or in social settings it comes from experiences like this right so Mm -hmm. if that kind of boy when he leaves the school after four years or or after six years does not go through a mindset change or does not, you know, experience a different kind of life or for some reason doesn't change, you know, most do, but some don't, you're going to have a problem of a 20s, 30s year old man who is comfortable, you know, making comments about women's bodies in public is comfortable insulting them just because they don't agree with what they, you get what I'm saying? 
Like if yeah, yeah if you look at that kind of this is where it starts when you find such people. That's where it starts like that. You know, and then you have a bigger problem True. in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. But then also what of the there were some allegations of like slut shaming and like sexual harassment. What do you what are your comments around that? I mean, the slut shaming I was also called many things that are But how where do they why would they call someone a slut? Being, Have they had sex with them to call them that? Slut. Um <laughs> of course not. Or maybe they did. I don't know, but just because someone had sex with you it doesn't make them a slut. Um but True. I was also called like things that were similar to a slut. Um I think that for at least for me, um hmm. was I used to like to dance. And we used to have like these talent shows for a lack of better words where me and my friends would dance. The girls yeah. who were quote unquote outgoing is the word I'm going to use. So we used to go for house parties. We used to have house party things where they're in the dance hall, um, in the hall, you know, they would set up a party. You could go dance if you wanted. You could dance mm-hmm. with guys if you wanted, um, that sort of thing. So if you found yourself quote-unquote outgoing in that sense of like you go for those kinds of parties and you know you like to dance and all of those things chances are chances were that someone was going to call you a slut just because you danced with a guy or you know you oh my were god you get so i mean but then also there were comments about like the people who are like very conservative you were calling yeah. them other names so what what exactly what is the most comfortable <laughs> situation that someone who needs to be in to have no name called i mean i don't think there was any i think everyone was called something and then i mean when you got to like s3 and s4 it didn't really matter because you were trying to you had come to a place of peace in your mind regarding what you were being called and you just do your own thing but mm-hmm. in s1 and s2 it was am i doing the right thing do these what what do i have to do so that i don't get insulted you know do i have to work with these friends and all of that and all of that now i know people are going to listen to this and they're going to have different views regarding me because on the outside i seemed very outgoing so they'll be mm-hmm. like esther no way she was doing this and she was doing that but to be honest i had no idea what i was doing half the time and i was doing what i found interesting at the time you know what i liked mm-hmm. at the time and a lot of that got backlash i got called names i had pretty outgoing friends we got called a bunch of names we actually got in trouble for apparently having a click and all of these things and it was just a it was just a, I went through a lot of emotional stuff that I shouldn't have had to deal with as a 14-year-old, is what I'm going to say. It was just too much. True. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, <sighs> it's, but you know, one thing I agree is that schools need to do something. Because do. I can tell you, I had like very many uh, experiences at school as well. And I don't know if, I don't know why it's supposed to be like that. But so, okay. What do you think can be done for like the people who are like joining or are currently there? Because I don't know if they're on Twitter or not. And I think they released like a statement, but I don't know if it's enough. Like what what can be done going forward? I think us, the old Budonians, um, need to do something. We need to be proactive and we need to take this to the school administration. And we, mm-hmm. and we need to say, look, this is what's happening right under your nose, whether you are aware of it or not. Something needs yeah. to be done. 
all that cat calling and body shaming needs to be classified as bullying mm-hmm. and just like because there was a no bullying standard in budo you get called um hustling you get caught hustling a young kid you go right so mm-hmm. all of that stuff needs to be um it needs to be classified as yes it needs to be categorized as bullying you get called call, you get caught calling a girl a goat or a donkey or anything like that you go mm-hmm. right someone needs to get suspended because people learn from example if someone is suspended or expelled they will see that this is not a joke right it's the same as you know beating a kid an s1 kid or all of that stuff so it needs to be categorized as bullying right and if no one is willing to face up then you know there needs to be actionable change so there's been a petition going around i've signed it there's a kind of like a team that has been created um so there was an official statement released but still i want to see you know us approaching the school with solid plans and telling them it's not okay you need to do something about it like we need to be as proactive as possible i voiced my opinions you know they were asking us to for suggestions i put those in so now we are waiting we're waiting to see what this team does but 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 also something that worries me is that yeah. of course right now the administration is a, uh a little bit older yes and some of the older people are not equipped with knowledge surrounding these things of like bullying yeah. or like harassment because well, they take back, it seriously yes yeah and they're not equipped with the language to address it so yeah what worries me is that will they be even able to understand because when you find like people who are not exposed to this information they will yeah. be like oh that's normal or, yes, or yeah. they're just they're just telling you this or they're telling you that that's true i mean that's also a challenge there's many things yeah. you know we could be, we, then also, mm. i mean it could also be termed as culture it could be thought of as unserious or something that happens um then there's also mm-hmm. issues around like how does it actually get institutionalized like how is it practically done how do you police it how do you um how do you like report you know i mean there's so many there's so many holes <laughs> i don't yeah yeah and also because to be here say oh whatever and then you need evidence yeah Yes. And also considering that most of the people that go there are from a certain affluent families. Mm. So also that kind of politics would come in if someone is found guilty of uh doing uh participating in such. Yeah. I mean, there's so many I don't know. But at I... least the conversation has been started because exactly. So it's just ridiculous. I mean there was always a conversation in the background but it continuously got brushed off over the years to be honest like people always talked about it but it would always be like ah oh, they're just complaining again the girls are complaining mm-hmm. again but I'm glad like this this girl who started like this thing you know it exploded she like she I I, I don't know where she, I maybe she posted it on her status and had people inbox her their experiences mm-hmm. and then she took screenshots of those and then started the thread. I'm glad that she did it. I mean I know that there are people who are like she's crazy and she's out of control. There are people who are saying that you know she's exaggerating things, but you know what? I want I'm 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 happy that she did. And I'm 
so grateful that I get to be a part of a time such as this where a woman can come out and say this is not okay just because I went through it and it's been years and I'm supposed to have forgotten it. It doesn't make it okay. You know, and I'm behind that hundred percent. I know that I've been having conversations with people. Some people are like, let go of it, you know, let's put it on the side. We went through it. It doesn't matter anymore. And I'm like, no, if you don't say something now, you know, you're going to have other kids just like us in their formative years, wondering if they are pretty enough, you know, or like my kid, you know, 20 years later, if which will not happen, but if she ever went to that school and has to go through, <laughs> you know, like, for example, like, yeah, my kid, like, 20 years old, you know, going to that school, like, and then having to go through the same exact stuff that I went through because we didn't do anything, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> it's, it's such a heavy topic. It is a heavy but I'm glad that I'm glad that we recorded, we recorded an episode around it because yeah. these are the conversations we need to it, be having. Yeah. 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 Instead of all the fluff that's happening, people talking about useless things. And I'm also glad that people are using, because usually on Twitter, there's like scandals or I don't know, sex tapes. This one is <laughs> one, taking pictures of, yeah. but I'm glad that things are being brought to the forefront and People are being called out and being held accountable. Yes. And I'm I'm just hoping that all of this keeps going even further. Exactly. I mean, there's so many cases. People have been bullied, um, different schools, different scenarios. I know that also like boys have also have like they also have like terrible bullying stories. Bullying is yeah. not okay on any front. You know, whether it's boys bullying boys, whether it's girls bullying girls, it's not okay. And I also just want to go on the record and say that I am not perfect and I've said some nasty things to people, mm-hmm. but I acknowledge that and have made efforts to apologize to those that I can. So I think if we, if I can do it, everyone can do it. You know, if you know that True. you said something nasty to someone or you've, you've said something that you wouldn't like to be said to you, just be mature about it and apologize and, you know, move forward and just like bring that out you don't need to hide it just bring it out and yeah yeah i think this should bring us to the end of this fiery episode so we went by so fast yeah yeah um yeah so that's a bye from us catch us in the next episode yeah yes bye bye Thank you so much for listening to another episode of our podcast. Please catch us every other Monday for new episodes. Also follow us on Instagram at millennialrants.pod for regular updates. See you soon.